0: Welcome to Emerge, the health podcast for busy, high-performing women. Each week, we feature interviews, information, and inspiration that will motivate you to transform from overwhelmed, overworked, and overweight to vibrant, energetic, and on fire. My name is Dr. Alex Swenson-Ridley, selfless syndrome expert, board-certified women's health coach, and alternative medicine practitioner, wife, mom, and entrepreneur. I specialize in the health for busy and driven women. Listen weekly as I share the tools, perspective, and knowledge you need to lose weight, boost your energy, and fall in love with yourself so that you can serve the world with an even bigger impact. Hello, welcome back to Emerge, the health podcast for busy, high-performing women. I'm your host, Dr. Alex Swenson-Ridley. Today, I wanted to talk about something I've been very much aware of and thinking about (laughs) this last week, um, you know, for those who listen to the show regularly, you probably heard me talk about, I had wrist surgery for the second time about a week ago and going into it, you know, I had some apprehension and also really decided to choose to just have this be not a big deal and that the pain wasn't gonna be horrible and that I was gonna recover really well. So I went into it kind of with this intentionality. And what I wanted to talk about is pain and managing pain, because I think this is an area, it doesn't just trip us up in terms of food choices and emotions and all that, it can also trip us up in healing moving forward and allowing ourselves to get stuck or slide backwards. I know I've experienced this and I'm, I'm sure other people have. So we're going to go a little bit deep on this topic, but also talk about, you know, what your other options are to manage pain because I think and I would actually argue that men are a lot worse at this because they don't do sick or hurting very well. But for us as women too, you know, we either focus on it to a point where it's severely impacting and taking us away from just being present and with the people that we love and the things that we do and it's it's holding us back in some way, or you know, we just don't pay any attention to it. And I like take the pill to numb the thing and and make it go away. And I would actually argue that there's other things that we do to numb and take us away from feeling something that's unpleasant or not there. So, or that we don't want to feel right. Our entire addictive process, we use food, we use alcohol, we use, you know, romance novels, we use all kinds of things to help just, take us away and not focus on whatever is causing the pain, whether it's physical or emotional or both. Cause a lot of times they're tied together. And so I wanted to share, you know, just some of the things that I have been doing in going through this experience and process. And obviously, you know, I get prescribed some pretty heavy duty painkillers. Hydrocodone is what I have had this time, which is like a heavy high level of acetaminophen bit, basically. And that's all well and good and definitely helps with the pain. And I also know that it backs up my liver and my stomach started to get rather upset about two days into taking it. And so I am really intentional about doing other things so that I don't need as much of it. It's not that I'm never going to take this stuff, but I'm not going to depend on it, rely on it, and, you know, kind of get into this place of like mental workup if I start to feel some pain. And it's before I can take the next dose or whatever that looks like. And I've actually gotten down to, I don't think I've even had any in the last, uh, well, not quite quite 24 hours. I overdid it a little bit yesterday. So I allowed myself to have, you know, that relief just to give the body a chance to heal. Because what happens is when we, you know, focus on the pain or in pain and unable to break that cycle, then this is where, you know, when we talk about managing pain, like from a prescription level in Western medicine, the idea of managing pain is to not allow your body to go into that place of like stress and shock, because that's going to detract from healing. And so we want to manage that to where it's not that you don't have the pain, but you're functional, right? Unfortunately, I think a lot of us bring that perspective, either we don't approach it right, in that we allow ourselves to go too far, or we preemptively almost do too much of the pain managing and hurt ourselves more in that realm as well. And so some of the things that I do and have been doing to just help manage the pain in between dosing and, uh, you know, really helping myself get off of, I only took like the full prescribed amount of the pain medication for one day. And I've, I've been gradually reducing what, how much I need rather quickly. In my opinion, they went in and took a bunch of, I think I had six half inch screws and a huge metal plate in my arm and they, they took that out. So, you know, that uh, there's pain definitely going on and associated with that in my arm. And then they also went in and cleared, cleared out the tearing and a bunch of scar tissue in my wrist where it had torn again. So like not small things, right? This is like a violent procedure has been done on my body and I'm Recovering from that, and so there's like the emotional side of coming out of being under anesthesia and not, you know, aware of or in control of my body for a little while. They gave me a nerve block, so like, that's a super weird experience, and and all of that. But you know, I chose to really take control of my thoughts, have a positive attitude about it. I've been meditating. I have been. I've actually done a couple one-handed coffee enemas, which has been interesting. <laughs> we'll just we'll say that. But you know, they're how, how coffee enemas came into being, I've shared this on the show before is they helped manage pain when they ran out of morphine in world war one. So that was one of the things they actually, you know, used coffee enemas to help with pain during and after surgery and, and all this stuff. So it's one of those things that just helps curb that pain response and pain cycle, and also helps with inflammation. And then some of the things, the majority of what I use actually is my personal medicine cabinet is a lot of essential oils. And I haven't talked about them all that much on the show, but I love oils. They're the natural essence of plants. They affect the body, not just in a physical sense, but also through your limbic system. So on an emotional level, and I find they're really, really helpful in helping to manage pain. So one of the things I use, I'm partial to doTERRA just because of how consistent they are in testing their product. And they've actually gotten a pharmaceutical grade rating on, on quite a few of their oils now because the results are reproducible, which no other company has been able to show. That's neither here nor there, not what I really wanted to talk about. But I use some of their products to just help in between because they don't affect my liver <laughs> and they help. Those are, are the big things because our liver is constantly detoxing and it's also working when you're healing from something. So you know, I've had inflammation in my wrist. So I'm taking things like doTERRA's Deep Blue Complex. It's I refer to it somewhat like a natural ibuprofen in ways it helps curb the pain levels and decreases inflammation and all that. And you can safely take, you know, take it every couple hours as you're healing through something. And a lot of people just take it as a supplement, you know, the rest of the time I've been taking things to help my liver bile duct. Tudka is the main thing. I have been using, um, I've been using frankincense and copaiba, which are two oils that can really help with cellular healing and with helping some of that pain response curb and, you know, still taking the prescription stuff as I needed it and trying to be really aware of when that was. And what was driving my decision. So, you know, for example, yesterday, I actually got out of the house. I can't drive yet, but my husband and I got to go on a date, which was amazing. We haven't done one of those in a while, but we went and saw the movie, The Lost City. Fantastic movie. If anyone needs a laugh, it was hilarious in many ways. I loved it. But, you know, we went and saw a movie and then we went to Costco because we needed a couple staple items so that I, I can't really cook at this point. And, you know, I just walked around. my sling and all that so I didn't overdo it but definitely overdid it like walking around that much was I was sore when we got home and so I made that choice of recognizing okay did too much time to take a pill and just kind of chill and relax and I've been finding and this is where we can run into difficulty with you know managing pain I'd hit the point where I'm feeling like totally great when I took the pain medication and so I was starting to do too much with my hand right like it wasn't quite ready for that level of stuff yet. I've still got my stitches and all that. They come out Friday, but, you know, recognizing that and either choosing to only do it, you know, use it when I go to sleep. And before I took it, I took my other stuff, you know, just about reevaluated, like, is this coming down? Like, can I, you know, tuning into my body and what it needs? That's really what it comes down to. And then making a choice from there. And I think, you know, what I wanted to share around this is there are many routes and avenues. I know there's a lot of I actually, didn't talk about this. You know, I've I've been through with both my younger brother and with my ex-husband addiction to pain medication and you know oxy in particular and just horrible things. It's it's awful on so many levels. And so there are so many ways that we are trying to escape negative feelings or pain, like physical and emotional pain. And it really manifests in in both. And there are other Avenues and options, but we also have to reach this point where we choose a new belief system. And so I have a strong belief in natural things that can help my body overcome and interrupt that pain cycle and decrease the inflammation and just giving it time and space to rest and heal. If you're watching the video, I've got my arm elevated behind my mic here. (laughs) Like, you know, so elevating, icing, I've been using my infrared heating pad. I've been. Eating less sugar, not entirely, is, you know, and that's that's another thing. Like a lot of times pain will cause cravings, will cause us to do things that's just increasing that inflammation cycle and prolonging healing. We both need what's in the inflammation, and we also need it to be able to flush and rejuvenate. So that's where like alternating ice and heat and all that stuff goes a long way. So I challenge you, you know, to think about before you just reach for the thing to, to make the symptom go away. Like what, what is that symptom really telling you about what you need in that moment? And and what do you, what can you alter or what could you try first? Could you ice first? Could you, you know, use some oils or use the other thing I use a lot of is deep, this deep blue wrap. Obviously I've got this huge like wrap on my arm and I can't put it over my incision, but I've been putting it kind of around my forearm and elbow that I can get to. And that's really helped. Like it's a, it's similar to Biofreeze if you're not familiar with it, but it, you know, it just helps calm the pain down ultimately. Like that's what it's doing. You know, it's got this nice cooling effect with peppermint and a few other things. That's one of the other things I've been using, you know, so it's looking at, I think pain management is like identifying the cause of the pain. And are we allowing our emotions to get tied up and ramped up inside of that, where it's just actually perpetuating the cycle and making it even worse. Like we, you know, when we're in pain, it's harder to regulate our emotions and harder to stay in a positive place. We'll just, we'll put it that way. And then making the choices and implementing the things that are going to help. So, you know, for me, I meditated the morning I had surgery because I actually had time. Um, And I really like focused on having it be a positive experience and a positive outcome. I was nervous about the nerve block because the first time they did it, it hurt like heck. And I was miserable for, you know, probably two weeks afterwards. And so I expressed that fear and they actually did it in a different place And it was fine and great. And, you know, I came out of surgery and was feeling good. I was a little queasy on the way home, but I also prepared, like I had a giant salad and kombucha waiting for me and a huge bottle of water so that I could start to detox the stuff. I did a juice, Drank some, you know, juice with turmeric and cayenne pepper and um, some other stuff that I just happened to find in Costco. That's a suja thing, so all organic and and good. And, you know, just drank that throughout my day and made sure I was eating and, you know, doing the things that I needed to do and found that the pain really hasn't been astronomical or unmanageable. And just recognizing, you know, when I started getting shaky or irritable or, you know, some of those things started to come into play or my arm, you know, started to throb or ache or any of that, that I'd be aware of it and be preemptive and not letting it go too far down that road and really giving myself space to not just immediately rely on the thing that I knew was going to numb it and take it away. Because honestly, that stuff makes me tired and kind of out of it. So those are all things to think about. And then just really being clear with yourself on where's the pain coming from. Specifically, because honestly, only ten percent of our nerve fibers actually sense pain in our body in general. And so, when you have the point where either you're having chronic pain, or you're feeling pain, you know, our body will send signals to that area to make us pay attention. Like, hey, don't use this. You know, hey, your wrist was just like cut up and stuff. Don't, don't you know, do too much with it. It when enough of those signals are going, it tells the brain that it's also possible that that signal gets ramped up and that our thoughts can do something to change how much we're feeling the impact of that, if that makes sense. And so if you're someone who deals with chronic pain or, you know, someone who has, you know, unfortunately gone down the road of of becoming addicted to pain medication or, you know, overusing it, or you feel like, Every time you try to get your liver working right, you're just back on taking high levels of ibuprofen or acetaminophen or, you know, some of those things that we tend to use and just automatically reach for. Start to look at some of the other things that you can do and really just tune into your body on what it's trying to tell you about what it really needs. And then plan accordingly. So hopefully this makes sense. I know know I'm being a little esoteric around all this, but, you know, and also just, no, there's a lot of things that can help, like anything that's going to help decrease your inflammation is going to help the pain. <laughs> anything that, you know, making time for rest, not overdoing it. And and at times we have to test those boundaries and learn, right? And so having a plan for what we do when maybe we pushed it too far, like walking around Costco, probably wasn't really totally ready for that. But today I'm feeling fine. And I actually slept really well last night after not sleeping all that great. And I think I did take a pain pill before I went to bed last night. but you know, knowing what my body needed and recognizing that, and then just being able to make those decisions and choices, not driven by like fear of being in pain, but more awareness of like, what's my body trying to tell me? And okay, is it time for this yet? Or is there something else that will help, you know, alleviate in the short term? And, and I'll be ready for that later. Hopefully all that makes sense. I will see you all next week. Thank you for tuning in to Emerge, the health podcast for busy, high-performing women, where we provide you with the tools, information, and inspiration you need to transform from overwhelmed, overworked, and overweight to vibrant, energetic, and on fire. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to iTunes to subscribe and also leave us a review. Also, I don't want to be working with you on your health only once or twice a week. I want to be in this conversation and in the trenches with you every single day. I invite you to join me in the Emergent Women Community Group on Facebook for the chance to interact with me live once a week and even more information, inspiration, and motivation to transform your health and become the vibrant, energetic, and on-fire version of yourself we all know is under there. Until next time, remember to keep putting yourself first so that you can better serve the ones you love and the things you are passionate about.